Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank and the General Building Contractors Association. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here's Matt Cabry. So we're here at NextFab on Washington Avenue in South Philadelphia, and joining me is Lisa Delaporta and Eric Kaplan. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming down. Absolutely. So tell us about NextFab. What, what is NextFab? So NextFab is a membership-based makerspace. So we are a network of makerspaces across the greater Philadelphia region with two locations in Philadelphia, one in Wilmington, Delaware. We have uh, upwards of 1,000 members that access our space to... Uh, tinker, to hobby, to prototype, to build anything that they want to build, and to learn how to build anything they want to build with the equipment that we have available for them. So the history of NextFab, it goes back almost 10 years now, if not a little bit more. Right. So Evan Malone, uh, the founder and president, uh, started the company in 2009. NextFab's first location at 3711 Market Street opened in 2010. That was about a 4,000 square foot location. And with some other partners, they built, you know, essentially a smaller version of what you see here today for members to access equipment so they can build and test and prototype all their ideas. That quickly grew from that 4,000 square space back in 2010 to now our 21,000 square foot headquarters on Washington Avenue. And when you walk into this headquarters on Washington Avenue, you really feel like you're in a, in a maker space. There's a, uh, a room that is a, a metal workshop and you see the, the welding space and then there's a woodworking station and um, it truly brings this historic kind of image of what many of us in greater Philadelphia recognize as uh, the home of, of the maker space. Yeah, there's no denying that you're in a different world when you walk into NextFab. And that's the whole idea of the company, right? We are a transformative company, and we offer a transformative experience for our members and for Philadelphians as well. Philadelphia is historically a very uh, richly beloved city of manufacturing. And so the reason why NextFab was opened in Philadelphia was to further uh, manufacturing in the city and to continue the history, but to bring it into the future, which is why one of our taglines is that we're the future of making. So in, you know, the idea that is closely held mission of NextFab is access to all the equipment, but also access to the opportunity to fulfill, to change, to create the kind of life that you want to live in Philadelphia. Share with us some of the some of the data points, if you will, about NextFab. How many members do you have in this location and others? And um, what types of work are they actually doing? So we have about a thousand members across three locations, and it's difficult to pinpoint how many are in each location because they'll move around. So our headquarters in South Philadelphia, our largest, has you know maybe it, someone might call it more engineering focused. The larger sharper, more dangerous tools are down here on on top of all of the departments are represented, right? So you have a metal shop, a wood shop, laser cutting and engraving, 3D printing, electronics. But then in North Philadelphia, you also have uh, textiles and jewelry. In addition, there's a different flavor, we like to call it, or a different feel of each location. So someone who might be working on a specific prototype would need to use textiles in North Philadelphia and then also come to South Philadelphia as well. So um, I can't pinpoint how many are here. Um, What I can say is we have about a thousand members and it's consistently growing throughout the years. People will work on things 
for example, I built a table here. I want to learn how to build a table. People are building. There is, you know, a robotic system outside that is going to assist with farmers and agricultural um, companies in the future. So the, the the range is amazing and ridiculous at the same time. Um, there are individuals learning how to create um, jewelry, how to make jewelry. There's individuals learning how to um, use three D printing to prototype, you know, small small parts of engines. And in that spirit, Eric, of the eclectic mix of folks who are working out of NextFab, uh, it sounds like some are kind of hobbyists and some are a little bit more focused and structured in their approach. Talk with us about the type of business leader that is establishing a small shop or maybe even a medium or large size shop where they want to actually grow their company. So they themselves as business leaders are transforming through the process. So we offer not only the the space and the education to teach people how to use the equipment within our space. Um, we also offer different workshops and resources so potential business leaders can grow within NextFab as well. So those that are already established that are um, you know savvy enough to understand how to de-risk their business and prototype. Um, you know, as efficiently as possible, they will come to NextFab because they understand how fast they need to move. But then within NextFab, business leaders will grow through the education that we can give them both in our classes, our workshops, our one-on-one consultations, and then just through the time that they're here as well. Collaboration is at the heart of NextFab. The point of NextFab is to collaborate together and so people get to learn from each other. And those are the kind of business leaders we're trying to cultivate, are collaborative, Philadelphia civic-minded, socially-minded business leaders here. And share with us the vision that you and the NextFab team have for expanding. So you mentioned uh, the growth and the three locations, and I'm most intrigued by your expansion into Delaware and Newcastle County. Yeah, so we, like we said, you know, we opened in 2010, and with eight year, within eight years, we grew from one to three locations. And it's actually, you know, we have a, um, opened four locations in total, moving from West Philadelphia to South Philadelphia. Our, um, our move into into Newcastle County into Wilmington was really important in terms of the economic development that we want to help cities and our country foster. And so our expansion is, is, is in line with our mission of creating and offering opportunities for as many people as possible. Our expansion ideas are, are similar in in that vein, and we're working with different universities throughout the country and different nonprofits throughout the country to make that happen. Some things can be talked about, some things can't be talked about, of course, but there is a very large state university in Pennsylvania um, with a lion that people might know about, and when we're talking with them about potentially extending and expanding makerspaces within their network of colleges. We do have what we call Powered by NextFab partnerships around the world. So in Irbid, Jordan, in Greece, in, in Australia, we assist, consult both in education, in content, in schematics, in management of, and operations of these makerspaces. Our mission is to expand makerspaces around the world. They don't all have to be next fab, but that'd be fine if they are. No, that's a great vision as well. And, and, and the fact that we have such a robust university community that is interested in diversifying from what I would call their traditional offerings is really a great platform for the team at NextFab. So here on the Growing Greater Philadelphia program, we've been talking with Eric Kaplan, who leads the sales and marketing team for NextFab. We're actually going to turn our attention uh, to a colleague of Eric's, uh, and that is Lisa Della Porta, who leads the education team. Uh, um, and is focused on helping folks get settled into and grow their operation within NextFab. So, Lisa, thanks for joining us. So, Lisa, 
share with us from your view, leading education, what excites you the most when you think about the teams that are establishing and growing in NextFab? Uh, one of the really interesting things about our entire membership base is the diversity of the people who come into this space. So we have uh, some people who are brand new makers. They've never picked up a tool in their life. They've always wanted to. There's a certain level of intimidation there. We have some people who have been working with tools in someone's garage since you know they were very small children. And so what we really try to do is hit all points of the educational spectrum for these people, um, taking people who have base skill sets and expanding them to higher level, more capable, competent makers, taking people who never really thought that they could make the table and, you know, teaching them that this is something that's attainable. This is something that is a learning experience. The community here is very supportive, both between the people who pay to be here and also the staff. Um, fear of failure is always something that we talk about. You know, when you have come into the space and when you're making something, uh, try not to have that. Just try to be open-minded, try to understand that you're physically learning something. It, it's a learning process and we're here to support you and your other members, your co-members are here to support you uh, and really just try to make the most of what you can together. I want to talk a little bit about the challenges that you and Eric and the team, including Evan as the founder, have experienced. And, you know, oftentimes it's not very clear uh, what a, a space like NextFab means to a community or can deliver for individuals. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about some of the hurdles you and your team have had to overcome as you communicate with folks what those opportunities are that rest within the NextFab uh, family. To clarify, you're asking for like difficulties that we've helped members overcome or difficulties we've had in running the business. More about the perception that people hear about uh, what is this thing called NextFab? One of the really difficult things I think that anyone in our position is up against, anyone who delivers technical education is public perception of what that means, right? We've definitely encouraged everyone, you have to go to college trades skilled labor is something that's low that you know is not something you should really be trying to achieve and so uh, opinion of what happens when you walk in this place is definitely affected by that sort of public stereotype um, we have some people who come in here who you know have a master's degree have this very intensive business background but don't know how to swing a hammer and so one of the obstacles that we've really kind of tried to work through and I think we've been pretty successful with is taking people who have one skill set and trying to help them have a more broad, well-rounded skill set, and then also taking people who might have a technical background and teaching them those higher level, more business concepts as well. So thing about NextFab, I think that we are trying to communicate well to people is that we do both sides of that issue. We both do the technical education and then also, you know, the, the business side of it, the more design part of it, depending on what your skill set is when you walk in here. And um, I'm curious about how you feel being uh, a Philadelphian and being involved with an organization like NextFab that is really transforming what I would call not only an education sector, but really an industry sector to your point of reinventing the trades and reinventing um, the image and brand of technical training and the technical skills into something that's actually cool again. 
Philly tech is a big term that gets thrown around a lot these days. We have a burgeoning tech industry, and when most people talk about tech in Philadelphia, they mean software startups, uh, marketing businesses, people who largely are doing things with computers and coding. A really important thing that you know we want to be a part of, and we really are spearheading, is making sure that the word tech encompasses manufacturing as well. Um, personally, I mean, my great grandparents were textiles workers. They worked in mills. My grandfather had a manufacturing business. If you start to look at the lineage of the people in this city, I think there is potential for people to return to something that is natural to them and is in that you know line of heritage. Um, manufacturing now is vastly different from what manufacturing was a hundred years ago. Of course, you know we have smarter technology, and so now instead of maybe making a hundred of something by hand, you're programming the machine that can make 200 of something in that amount of time. A very common misconception that people have is that manufacturing is no longer relevant because robots are taking our jobs. And that's simply not the case. Uh, Robots are creating this huge new industry and a large number of new jobs where the robots will be doing the menial work, but you'll be servicing those robots. And so there's great potential for prosperity for the region, for you know personal growth, family growth, all of those things, if we can help people understand that manufacturing is no longer a dirty word. Those robotic tools are only as good as the person who creates and operates them and programs them, to your point. As a proud Philadelphian and as someone who leads education for NextFab, How do you communicate with folks outside of greater Philadelphia? So someone who um, you meet at a conference or maybe you're on a vacation in some other part of the world and they learn that you're from Philadelphia. What do you share with them about, one, the region of greater Philadelphia and two, the type of work you're doing at NextFab and why they may want to be interested in, in establishing their career here? The thing I think people hear the most or the thing I'm told the most is that geographically we are in a very good place but we're cheaper than all of our neighbors Uh, and you know I think it's still very affordable to be in Philadelphia to start a business in Philadelphia to have a very decent quality of life for an affordable scale Um, and that also means you can pass those benefits on to your employees right it's not just you personally if you're going to start a company you want to make sure that people are able to put down roots here and stay here so that you get the most benefit out of the training that you put into these people, the setup that you put to establish this company. Infrastructure-wise, Philadelphia is in a very unique position where we are a large, sprawling city with lots of open real estate. And so, you know, uh, we have a factory next door to us right now that's being demolished. That's a very good example. There are a lot of spaces where people could set up shop if they wanted to in an affordable way. Uh, what NextFab does is, you know, partner with these people to give them the training they need to then go on and become successful. And uh, a term we use here is graduation, where you've done so well that you outgrow us and we wish you the best and we continue our relationship, but you have to find your own space and you have to employ your own people. So when you think about the the members, your tenants, your clients, your partners uh, here at NextFab, whether it's on Washington Avenue in South Philadelphia or the North Philadelphia facility or in uh, in Wilmington, Newcastle County, Delaware, are there one or two that stand out for you that really cause you to say, wow, I'm really proud of that initiative that this team is working on and the role that we at NextFab are playing? Definitely. Uh, it's actually, it's difficult to choose, I think, if we had to pick That's one or two. That's a good problem, right? It is. Um, I mean, one of the things that constantly surprises me about our members is 
their resilience, even if that's something that they don't necessarily see within themselves. We have people who come in here and, you know, they're recently out of work or, you know, they're starting their own and trying to find jobs, trying to find contract jobs, learn skills. And a lot of them are learning with us to fulfill these jobs as they're being offered to them and growing as professionals. Um, so at least one member that I can think of who was uh, financially in a very bad situation, uh, but who had a lot of resolve and gumption, <laughs> uh, came in here and you know is now uh, able to sustain himself on contract work, on contract jobs, building things with his hands, making things, just really supporting himself with the skills that he learned and honed here. So Lisa, share with us the history of the name NextFab. So fab is short for fabrication, um, which is, you know, a verb that means the making of things, the completing of a physical product in a manufacturing sense, in a prototyping sense. Um, our founder was inspired to found NextFab uh, when he was working with uh, an organization called the Fab Lab. And Fab Lab was taking 3D printers to uh, other countries uh, that were impoverished and finding that, you know, even a simple 3D printer can really help to improve the quality of life and solve problems. Um, so NextFab is really the next step in that sort of line of thought. And share with us a little bit more about um, how folks get involved with NextFab. I mean, what do you do? How do you start? So we are open to the public for membership, which means that anyone who comes in can really ask to be a member, sign up for a membership. Um, membership is a, it's a sliding scale of how many days a month you want to be in our facility doing something. Um, so we have lower level options where you could be here one or two days a month. We have higher level options and members who come in and this is their full-time job. They're here sometimes more than they are in their own homes. Um, just depends on what your goal is and you know how much time you need to spend in the facility. Uh, once you sign up for membership, you can take classes with us. Uh, for a very low cost, we are committed to keeping our classes and our education affordable for our members. Uh, and those classes, it, they're in all our areas and uh, all of our shops that we have machinery. So, you know, we have a class on table saw in the wood shop. We have classes on machining in our metal shop. We have uh, software classes for things that teach you design software, CAD software, uh, different types of coding in the electronics department. Uh, and you can sign up to take anything you want to. Uh, we start you off on a scale uh, for a concept we call certification which basically means that once you are certified on a tool, you've shown us proficiency, whether that's by taking the class and then passing that check, or by coming in with prior knowledge and showing that you can operate the tool in a safe way. Um, we enter it into our computer system and you're good to independently operate that machine and achieve your goals on your own timetable. So we serve both people who need education from ground up and people who already know how to use these tools and really just wanna be able to have a space to complete their goals. And then expand for us a little bit on uh, the safety component, because I imagine a facility like this uh, adhering to appropriate guidelines and safety protocols is really key. Definitely. Safe space is, is something that's important to staff. It's important to our members, uh, especially when you have a large community space like this where people are coming in and out all the time. It's not like you're working with the same people over and over again on the same schedule every day. Um, our staff are incredibly well trained to evaluate people in our space for safe use. Um, sometimes you'll have someone who comes in and thinks they understand how to operate a tool and you know they try to show you that they know how to do that and a staff member can see that there are dangerous points there, they will let you know about that and they will say you have to take the class or you have to take training before you're allowed to be independent. Um, they're also 
is always someone in every shop uh, to just kind of be there and provide a set of eyes or to give feedback, say, you know, adjust your stance a little bit here, try this instead. Um, so it's not just taking classes. There's constantly someone looking over your shoulder and making sure that you are being safe for yourself, for the machine, and for the other members around you. I know folks can take a class. I also know they can come in and use the equipment. Talk with us a little bit about the evolution of what I would call your average member. Some may evolve more quickly, and I know one of your goals is to get folks to be independent and sustainable, potentially if that's what their goal is as well. But how does that flow for the average member? So we have a very diverse community. We have some people who will come in and say, I'm on sabbatical for three months, what can you teach me? We have some people who say, I can only be here two days a month and over the next three years, I'm going to you know, learn how to make a table. And so really, the commonality I see between both of those groups is timeline. And I think that's where we excel. Our classes are custom scheduled if you want to. Our South Philadelphia location is open seven days a week. Um, and so if you have someone who wants to take all of these classes and gain the education in a tighter time span, we do that. If you have someone who can't commit to that sort of uh, timeline and needs to do it in a more long form way, we also do that for people as well. One thing that's really important for our members in any case is motivation. And most of our members are incredibly self-motivated. You know, they come in and they take a class with a goal in mind, or they take a class not knowing what they want to make, and then they come back and tinker around in the shop and find their passion or explore other areas that they hadn't really considered. There's a young person I know who I'm sure is uh, perhaps in an underserved community in North Philadelphia. For that matter, they may be in an underserved community in Northern Africa or South America or India uh, and may find themselves in greater Philadelphia for a variety of circumstances. And the genesis of my question here is talk with us about young people and the type of uh, exposure or outreach NextFab may have with uh, younger audiences. So our space is largely set up for adults. To be allowed to move about independently in any of our facilities, you must be 18 years of age or older. Um, we do have junior memberships and we have a growing, passionate uh, junior community. The way how that works is you have a supervising adult who's assuming responsibility for that junior member in the space. Um, but if the adult is with you, you can take the same classes, you can operate the same machines, you can learn and make things on the scale of an adult. You just need a little bit of extra help. Um, we also do uh, a lot of outreach to local schools. Um, we'll have tours that we offer for you know, teachers. Uh, we also do teacher training so that even though we can't have a lot of children in our space, we can give confidence and empowerment to the people who do have the space to train children, and then they can take that knowledge back to their classroom. That exposure is really key to a young person, whether they have the chance to come into your shop or just hear about your shop um, through a teacher or through a mentor of some sort, because that's where those seeds of interest are planted when you're 10, 12, maybe even younger, uh, especially in a technical or trade uh, type of environment. Really key. Smart. Lisa, you meet somebody uh, who's interested in uh, starting their own shop. And maybe they're 22 or maybe they're 62. Based on your experience leading education at NextFab, what kind of advice and guidance do you give an individual like that? Keep an open mind. A common pitfall we see with people who come to us with a prototype or an idea for a physical product is it must be made in metal. It must be made in wood. Uh, and part of the experience of education here is learning that there are other ways to make your widget and they might be more cost effective. They might be more you know, time sensitive. Um, if you have an open mind and you're flexible and willing to expand your horizons, it's better for your business. It's better for your product. It's ultimately better for everyone. Excellent. 
Uh, Lisa, I want to bring back in our colleague, Eric Kaplan, who leads the sales and marketing effort for the team at NextFab. And um, I also happen to know that Eric is a proud native to greater Philadelphia. So I want to ask you, Eric, how do you feel when you know you're part of something that's really transforming and building on the, the rich history of Philadelphia and evolving it into a really bright future? I am extremely proud um, to be part of the company. I'm always proud to be a Philadelphian. Likely, I'm a third generation Philadelphian. Uh, I love that term. I've never said that before, but I am. Um, I couldn't be more excited for what we do as a company for our fellow Philadelphians and greater Philadelphians to be able to offer the education to give someone an opportunity to get out of their potentially difficult or oftentimes negative experiences and future to give them a different path is something that is close and near and dear to my heart. It's how I got to where I am today. And so I love sharing that with my other Philadelphians. Philadelphia is my favorite and I think the best city in the world. I love it. And there's a lot of problems that we have here. And every Philadelphian is doing all that we can to help our other, um, our other, you know, Philadelphians. And that's what we do here at NextFab. We are a collaborative environment, and we're here to help our members, our colleagues as well. And so the spirit with which that we run this company, the spirit with which we teach um, our members and each other how to be better at, you know, the respective jobs that we have, but to be better Philadelphians as well, uh, reaches out past our four walls. And so... We are placed in South Philadelphia because we're close to neighborhoods that need a NextFab. We're placed in Kensington because we're close to neighborhoods that need a NextFab and in Wilmington as well. We are, you know, the uh, largest, poorest city in the country, and we're very much the reason we're here is to change that and to attract people to the city and to grow Philadelphians to become um, a much more um, stable and opportunity-rich city. You can feel your passion and you can feel your pride. And I, and I love that approach, especially when it comes to communities that need a little bit of extra uh, help. At Select Greater Philadelphia, one of the things that we focus on is telling the stories of our economic growth and our business successes. And we often are talking with companies and entrepreneurs from around the world. Um, and we're showcasing for them why Greater Philadelphia may be the perfect fit for them to establish and grow their business. What are some of the things that you may communicate with folks when you're talking about why Philadelphia is, might be the, the perfect fit for them as well? Oftentimes, I need like a very long time to describe to them why Philadelphia yeah. would be the perfect fit. Some of the things are, I think, really straightforward. We're affordable. We're located in a geographically almost perfect place in the Northeast Corridor. We have amazing food. And we really have amazing people that, that create Philadelphia. The business community, from my experience growing up, going to business school at Temple, being part of the different organizations I've been a part of, couldn't be tighter and more, more willing to be helpful. And again, the opportunity is so, in so much here that you can really write a story that hasn't been written yet for Philadelphia. And that's what's really exciting for businesses, from my point of view, is, is, is for them to, to see a, uh, all these blank pages in their book and be able to write what their story is going to be. And that's what can happen in Philadelphia. The business model for NextFab, purely generated by member engagement, or is there uh, a grant type of situation where you can help people who may not be um, able to afford or they're in an underserved community? 
It's it's a little bit of a combination, but generally speaking, the business model of NextFab, um, we are a for-profit and we uh, our revenue is through membership. And so through membership individually, through education, people will also pay for classes. We also have a contract services department where, for example, Philadelphia might want something made and they will contract NextFab to make that thing for them. The city of Philadelphia has done that. Lots of organizations have asked us to make a lot of things for them because we're really good at doing that. Um, We also have uh, what's called Venture Services, which is another kind of membership. It's an accelerator program. And so accelerator programs are uh, essentially usually weeks um, with resources that allow a company to go from idea to market as fast as possible. We have two cohorts that happen uh, each year with about four companies each. And we personally invest in these companies so they can grow in Philadelphia and then graduate from NextFab and open their companies in Philadelphia. We're always looking for other um, sponsors and partnerships and venture capitalists that want to invest in our companies and us because the more that we're able to provide these resources, the more the faster that they will grow. When you think about NextFab and the challenges that your team is getting ready to take on uh, in the coming weeks, months, and years, what keeps you up at night? What would you change uh, if you could uh, as you think about growing the success of NextFab? In other words, what are those hurdles that really get in the way? One, one big hurdle is perception. It's perception of manufacturing. Like, I think Lisa hit it um, squarely when people think of manufacturing as this dirty, dark, dank kind of place, and it's not anymore. And that's why our locations are beautiful, and they are approachable, and they're accessible for people. That is the biggest hurdle, is for people to understand that the word manufacturing is a new, there's a new definition behind it, and there's a new future for it. That would be one of the biggest hurdles, I think, Additionally, when I think when we talk about technology, when we talk about uh, investment in technology, the one thing that is generally thought of as services, things that you know, software, generally speaking, hardware is not part of the equation. We believe that hardware, things that are built for the betterment of society are going to be the things that really help to fix society's problems, not a not an app on a phone. Although they're important for some things, um, physical things need to be built to solve some of the energy, access to food, and water crises that we see around the world. Three locations in greater Philadelphia. What's next for NextFab? Next is focusing on um, the companies that we have within our four walls right now so we can um, graduate them so they will leave NextFab and open up their own outfits within Philadelphia. Next is to continue to educate and uh, offer the same kind of opportunities for all of our thousand members to the next thousand members for NextFab's community as well. And to be seen what the next uh, city uh, wants, wants a NextFab. What your team is building here is really special, and you all should be very proud of it. And uh, I'm very appreciative that Eric Kaplan and Lisa Della Porta from the team at NextFab could join us right here on Growing Greater Philadelphia. Thank you so much for your time, for your insight, and uh, all the best as you continue to grow in the future. Thank you, Matt. We really appreciate it. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to us by the Commercial Banking Division of Citizens Bank. 
You know, the Citizens Bank team, they bring practical financial experience and deep industry expertise to each banking relationship. To learn how Citizens can help your company reach its full potential, visit citizensbank.com backslash commercial. And be sure to check out all of our podcasts at radio.com and tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m. to Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks so much for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia. Philadelphia.